Hello and welcome to 3am in Macabre. After this long, tiring Friday full of lectures and bustling lecture halls, it's good to know that you're tuned in to hear us. Today's lunch was, well, something else. A low student found a snail in his salad, which made sense considering the consistency and the taste. The snail was, let me tell you, dead. We are mourning the snail. Rest in peace, slow pal. Tonight's feather is rainy and windy. I lost an umbrella because of the wind. The Animal Rights Club finished building cute, colorful and lovely tents for our campus dogs. They all seemed very happy. The people. And probably also the dogs. In a few days, we are hoping that our campus animals to have full houses with beautiful interior design. Then maybe they can pay their rents to another animal, a raccoon. The snails, though, preferred to stay on the road under the rain this whole time. We had to save five to six of them from becoming snail paste on our way here. Be nice and kind to all animals, dear listeners, especially to snails. You'll never know when you'll need one. As you already know, we don't have a regular place we're broadcasting from, so today we're lurking around the football field. Won't be telling the precise location, but feel free to say hi if you see us. We can offer a warm cup of coffee and maybe some lentil soup. It's full of protein. Also, here's a side note to the campus security. We know that you are listening, and we know that you are our biggest fans ever. So, just know that we are not actually around the football field. Please go and look somewhere else. For example, the forest behind the Faculty of Letters is a great place to start. And I have some news connected to this as well. The Faculty of Letters is closed until further notice. The missing student count kept rising and rising. We were genuinely concerned. After we leaked the mail and its contents, the Faculty Dean, Professor McKenzie, made a statement regarding the situation of the Faculty. In case you haven't read it, because it's basically everywhere as flyers, I'll just read it to you. Dear colleagues, students, and everybody else who works and studies under the roof of the letters, the buildings are closed until further notice. The classrooms and the department halls will be moved to separate, temporary locations until we solve the problem. Please don't fall for the false information that's been moving around. And just know that there is a multiple sourced gas leak throughout the site. A team of engineers is working day and night to find the sources. I also thank them and wish them luck. The yard around the faculty is out of limits as well. Please don't put yourself in a position that you will regret later. We are still looking for the missing students. It's sad to announce this, but the current number of the missing students is 29. Sincerely, Professor Michael McKenzie. We're kind of guessing that the gas leak is not the real reason, to be perfectly honest. It just seems like there is something we really don't know. An interesting update. Did you know that one of the missing students managed to get out? That makes 28 affected students, not 29. Now back to the student who got out. Sadly, she recently moved out to Macabre and went back to her hometown. But we've managed to reach her. Dear listeners, this is an interview. Hello and welcome to 3AM in Macabre. 
I'm three. We are currently live. Am I speaking to m You know that the situation is really controversial right now. First of all, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, thank you. But I'm visiting a therapist. I hope everything works out well for you. What can you tell us about the time you had when you were out there? I am, well, I was taking an elective course back then, which took place at the basement floor of the faculty. So I, uh, I was there for a few times a week for like two hours. On a regular Tuesday, I just went down there and gave a report to a professor. And well, I just couldn't find my way back. But how exactly? The files we read and played last week indicated bizarre changes in architecture and similar obscure stuff. Was that also the case with you? Definitely. The corridors had lights, but there was not a single white source around. I took a turn and I realized that I, um, the doors supposed to be on the corridor were not there anymore. So I just looked back to leave. I couldn't find the staircases. I looked around for a good two hours and I found a gap in the corridor that I could squeeze through, you know. It was located in B256-11. I mean, there was no way that I was on the 11th floor. And at area B256 since there are only 13 of them. Everything aligns with the rumors, dear listeners. But what was lying beyond the type passage that you found? It was my way out. I just squeezed myself through the gap and took me around 10 minutes to get to the other side. And what was on the other side? I was somehow outside of the building. The air was thick. It smelled horrible. The guards, they seemed off. They seemed off. They were kind of slimy and they were too tall for a human being. It was... Uncanny. And the yard was weird. I just... I passed out. Okay, just tell me how you got back to the, um, regular side of the faculty. I woke up at the entrance floor, surrounded by many people. Oh, thank you for sharing everything with us. No, thank you for broadcasting the truth. Thank you for the planets, by the way. I'm loving it. Hey, anytime. Just take care, okay? Thanks. I mean, everything I saw, my therapist says they're occurring to my coping mechanism and none of those really happened. Well, he might be right as well. But hey, see you soon. Bye, three. Bye, listeners. We didn't want to disclose her name or her voice or any detailed information about her. I mean, you can find her if you want to, but still. As the 3AM in Macabre team, we just hope that the situation gets better. I'm sure that everyone misses the rusty old building as much as we do. And now, it's time for some relaxing tunes.
In another news, it looks like something really weird happened around the graveyard. Eyewitnesses claim that some people actually made an attempt on necromancy. The small-scale zombie apocalypse, which consisted of a few bodies unable to get up from the ground, lasted for a seemingly long 2-4 to four minutes. The eyewitnesses explained the situation like this. <clears throat> we were at the coffee shop, which is pretty close to the graveyard. We saw some young people gathering around the main clearing of the graveyard. They were wearing big, traveler-style backpacks. Soon, they took some capes out of their backpacks and wore them. Then they started to move around in weird combinations until one of them started to chant something. Nobody was looking at them, it was crazy. There was a big bag on the ground. I didn't know what it was until it started to move. Suddenly I felt blood rushing in my body. We had to get up and see it up close, you know. Close and personal. Then I saw the bones clattering on the ground, trying to hold a form and shape and they did. They crawled out of the bag, all three of them. The ones capable of making noises moaned miserably, the others they just clattered on the ground, lifeless but alive, it was disgusting. I don't understand, how can that be possible? So, um, the mail is kind of long with our eyewitnesses depicting their shocked feeling about this situation. To summarize, the same eyewitnesses called the police as soon as they realized the situation was not a viral video attempt. Allegedly, it took 30 minutes for the forces to arrive to the scene, and the police officers stated that they couldn't find anything out of the ordinary, since 30 minutes was enough time for the people to disappear from the place, you know. Necromancy, though? Sounds just a bit far-fetched. Talking about things coming back to life. It's spring now. The weather got really nice lately, and the flowers are finally blooming. You know, being reanimated by Mother Nature. I think I can say that it's a lovely time to enjoy a picnic at the park near the Lake Po, since it's really far away from the graveyard area. Take your friends and loved ones and enjoy the weather. Some people do swim at the lake but yeah, just don't do that. The power plant nearby has been dumping all their waste since forever. Do you want to become a puddle of basic human elements? Didn't think so. Pigeons are invading the town hall since the last week. They're mostly flying and perching around the main town hall building and around the shopping district nearby. The mayor, Mrs. Thompson, stated that she's also very intimidated by the pigeons, like everybody else. She also stated that the city council is working on a possible solution that could drive the feathery pals away. Our suggestion to Mayor Thompson would be to place some nice statues around the park areas to ensure some private space for the poor animals. They might be intimidating on the first glance, but from first-hand experience, I know that pigeons can be very caring, loving, and just very friendly. So this is all from us tonight, and hey, do report if you hear anything new about the weird hooded youngsters in your area. Feel free to drown the town hall mailbox with your mails regarding the pigeons. We know for a fact that their mailman does not eat their letters and their online order packages, unlike ours. Before we go, we'd like to thank you all for listening to our little broadcast. If you'd like to support 3AM in Macabre, and to find even more content and unreleased stuff, 
please visit patreon.com slash 3am and macabre. Become a patron today and enjoy the cool stuff. The real stuff. Sleep well and dream of the pigeons searching for statues around the town hall. This is 3. Peace out.